Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I'm going to talk to you about attitude. Then I'm going to give you kind of a little quiz so you can know if in fact you, you're at your negative attitude or your Debbie Downer attitude or your defeating, defeated attitude is showing. You'll, you'll be able to take this quick little quiz and figure out if that's happening. And then I'm going to talk to you. I'm just going to give you some quick tips on how to have a better attitude because I mean, attitude is everything. Isn't that? true? Like, aren't you attracted to people who have a great attitude? Do I have bad days? Of course I have bad days, but not many, to be honest. Bad by comparison to the previous day, maybe, or to like my best day, but how could it ever be a bad day when we have so much? I honestly believe this and we're going to talk about it tonight is it's hard to have a bad day. You can have a bad day when you honestly look at how many blessings we have. Dude, dude, the fact you are of the richest people on the planet. Like we, you know, we compare our success and what we have compared to like, you know, super duper crazy wealth in the United States. But if you look at the rest of the world, the rest of the world doesn't have running water. They don't, the notion, the concept of just going out shopping for stuff is unheard of. Like, we just buy stuff because we're like, oh, well, I'm here. I should just buy something. Like people don't do that in the rest of the world. It's, it's seriously, as somebody said, a first world bad attitude. So it is hard to have a, have a bad day when I think about how blessed I am. But like, I'm also not going to be like cheesy and like, you know, like oh, I'm always up. Like, I mean, in comparison, I, I suppose I do have bad days. And trust me when I say when I have a bad day, you will know it. And I won't periscope because I, I am not about faking it. And I warn everybody before they walk in the door. In fact, I, before they walk in the door, I will send my husband a text. I'm like, he'll say, hi, honey, how was your day? How, how you doing? I'm on my way home from football. I'm like, good. But just so you know, I'm in a hella, hella bad mood. Just so you know. And tell the kids I'm in a bad mood too. And so then, you, you know, and I guess because he's a problem solver, um, he'll be like, okay, well, go take two Advil. He always has like a solution. Well, honey, go take two Advil. And, um, you know, do you need a run? Do you want to go get a run? Cause he knows like that always like cures things for me. Or he's like, is there anything I can do to help? He always says that. And yeah, it usually does make me happier when I'm sad. So yeah, when the hoops are coming off, look out. I got some Detroit in me and I'm not afraid to use it. Let's talk about attitude. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you why it's so important for leaders to get rid of anyone on your team who has a bad attitude. A bad attitude will spoil all of the good apples in your cart, in your crate, like no other. A bad attitude is perhaps the most dangerous thing you can have in an organization. It is the thing that will limit you. It is the thing that will, is either your best friend or your worst enemy. That's what we're talking about. Let's go. Let's talk about attitudes. We're talking about how important an attitude is. I think it's common sense that we're attracted to people who have a really good attitude. It's maybe less common sense that we are, those of us who have a positive attitude tend to be drawn to people with a bad attitude. Do you find this is true for you? Because we feel like we can fix them. We feel like, well, I can, I can help them see the other side of these things. And then we wonder like, why do I attract these people with a bad attitude when I have such a good attitude? 
Well, I think the reason why is because people with a positive attitude just believe that we can fix anybody. It's that we don't understand how the world can't look at a glass and go, well, it's half full. We, and so we, we want, we want to spread that to other people because we know it is, it's such a better way to live. But let's talk about why it's so important to have a good attitude and more importantly, how loud your attitude speaks, even without you saying a word. Your attitude speaks louder even than your actions. Your attitude can be picked up and perceived by your body language, by your vocal inflection, by your facial expressions, by your micro facial expressions, which are the expressions you're not even aware that you're making. And other people aren't even aware that they are perceiving, but they're taking it in and they're processing that information. You've probably watched people on Periscope or another speaker on YouTube or, or other places where you've thought to yourself, they are saying positive things, but I don't think they believe it. Or they're telling us that they're an expert and that they're doing this, this and that, but boy, oh boy, I just feel their self-doubt. I can feel that they don't believe they're going to win. I can feel that they don't believe this is going to work. And that's a bad attitude. For leaders, an attitude is everything. Because an attitude tells people they can trust you. A positive attitude is infectious. And a bad attitude is worse than toxic. A bad attitude can destroy a team because it's so contagious. A bad attitude actually needs other people to join in so that it can continue. So someone with a bad attitude is desperate to have other people join their team. And so they're constantly looking for other people to agree with them and to join them in their complaints or to validate their complaints and their negative attitude and misery loves company. So true. And that's what, that's why if you have a team and you have some choice, and you have a good attitude, I'm going to, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to implore you. Is it with an I? I implore you to get rid of them as quickly as possible and to forget holding out any hope that you'll be able to change their attitude because it's too dangerous. It's one thing when you meet someone and, and you're in their life and you, you know, you want to step in as I like to say and save a wounded bird. But when you have a team, this is what you must understand. You are putting everybody at your team in a precarious position. When Brett and I owned Powder Blue Productions, we worked on such small margins, we couldn't pay our staff very much. I mean, we paid them way below industry standards for every job that they had. And we had incredibly talented, amazing, dedicated, good attitude people. But from time to time, we would have someone because unfortunately we made mistakes in our first business and we didn't make every single hire. And some of the hires were brought on by other managers. And from time to time, we would bring on someone who had a bad attitude. And because we weren't able to pay our employees at that time in that first business enough money, you know, so that they, they didn't want to leave to find a better job. We had to make sure they loved everything about their job. We had to make sure that they woke up on Monday mornings and they were like, I, I love what I do and I love who I work with. 
And it was my belief that if we had somebody in there who was a bad egg, a, who had a bad attitude, that was making their everybody's job less enjoyable, less attractive. So I knew if I had someone who has a bad attitude, it's, it's affecting everybody. And then it's affecting, that was a perk. It was a perk of working for Powder Blue Productions that everybody there who was fun and uplifting and sweet and, and had a good attitude. So if we had one person who has a bad attitude, I saw it as being, as taking away one of the perks of working for Powder Blue. And we would try to get rid of them as quickly as possible. So for those of you who are leaders, hire for attitude first and a can do attitude. How do you know if you have a can do attitude? A can do attitude is the person who doesn't seem discouraged. They give you that face like, uh, I don't know, but I can figure it out. Uh, that sounds very challenging, but uh, give, give me a minute and I will, I'll, I'll try to figure this out. I'll, I'll research it. I'll figure it out. They're the person who isn't keeping score. You know, the type, right? It's, it's like a grown adult who acts like they're keeping track of what mom and dad are doing to figure out what sibling they prefer. Well, you didn't let me sit in the front seat on Tuesday. How come Lisa gets to sit in the front seat? But there are adults who act this way. They're always keeping score. They're always keeping record and they never forget. It's like they carry around a little book and they think life has got to be fair. Well, y'all, Life is fair, but it isn't fair in the way of keeping score. It doesn't work that way. You have to put other people first. And that's what people with a good attitude do. If you have a great attitude, you get the opportunities. People are attracted to you. People want to spend time with you. People like you. People want to give you a chance. People feel more productive around you. People are more excited to be around you. When you have a staff who has a good attitude and a leader who has a good attitude, that's infectious. And it affects the morale of everybody who's on the team. And when that person's not complaining and they're talking about we can do this, then everybody else starts to feel that and everybody starts to want to be around that person. They want to spend more time with them and they want to adopt their optimism. They want to adopt their positive way of seeing things. Somebody with a bad attitude has got to go. If you have somebody on your team who's got a bad attitude and you can't get rid of them for whatever reason, then you have to minimize the amount of attention and platform that they have. You have to get rid of them. You have got to get rid of them as quickly as possible. They want a platform. They need a platform. They, and they want drama. It's not even that they want drama. They want validation. They don't want drama. But it feels like they do. But really what they seek is validation because it, they don't like where they're at. And that bad attitude is difficult sometimes to get rid of, but you, you have got to, you've got to as quickly as you can get rid of someone with a bad attitude. First, I want to give you some tips on how to identify if perhaps your attitude is showing. Yeah. Like a whale tail. Right? Okay, so here's some, I, some ways to figure out if your attitude, your negative attitude, sometimes it's a negative, negative attitude, sometimes it's a, it's an attitude of lack of confidence. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's an attitude that you just, you just don't believe it's possible. Like, some, that shows sometimes. Right? Like, you, you don't, you, you want people to believe, but you're like, 
I need them to, I want them to, to know I believe, but sometimes what you're saying and doing, it doesn't match up. So how do you, how, how can you make sure that that's not showing? Well, number one, if you have the inability to just, even when you think, well, I know I'm right in the situation, but we're still fighting and he or she is not going to see it my way. And I am not going to see it their way because I am right. I'm right. If you have an inability to just go, hey, let's move past this. I'm sorry about that. If you have the inability to just say, I'm sorry. And if you have the inability to see that peace is your goal, you might have a bad attitude. Yeah. If you have the inability to accept responsibility when you know you've done wrong, if you have the inability to be empathetic, like to see things from the other person's perspective and at least go, hmm, yeah, I can, I never thought about it, but from their perspective, I can see how that might have come across. If you have that inability, that's a bad attitude. If you feel as though, honestly, just answer this question for me. If it often feels like everybody else gets the breaks and that you are treated unfairly, if you feel that way, and you've actually said that in some form or another, I promise you, people know you have a bad attitude. And that might be hard to hear. I am sorry. I love you. I knew this was going to sting a little bit. But if you really feel like everybody else gets the breaks and it's not fair, it's not right because you did, 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 did and I'll show you because I keep a book, I keep a little journal I, so that I can keep score and I can keep track of every time you did this for this person, this person, and this person, and you didn't do it for me, and it's not fair. And um, hey, I just wanted to point out, and, and it, you know what, your cute little sweet little way of saying it and your pleasant little email and your very kind way of explaining it to the other person that um, I noticed you did such and such for so-and-so and you didn't do it for me. Doesn't matter matter how you say it. It doesn't matter if you send a gift along with it and in a beautiful card. It shows that you have a bad attitude. It shows that you, you're thinking about you first. My son and my husband play, no, okay, my husband coaches a team. My son plays on the team. They are, I believe, 24 games undefeated. Last year, his junior year, they had the deepest pool of talent in the high school's history. They had about four or five amazing kids who, quite frankly, could play Division I football. But they were all about me, 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 me. Throw me the damn ball. And they had parents who were like, by the way, here's how many times my son uh, was thrown the ball. And it's, and here, and by the way, here's how many plays my son got in for. And, and, and homie don't play that game. Now, my father-in-law is the head coach and he's like 70 years old and he is the OG and he does not play that game and he doesn't care what schools you have been recruited by and who your father is and what kind of, you know, 40 you can run. And he was like, you're out. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Get out. We don't need you. You are a bad apple. And the team was very disconnected. And they, and they lost their first two games because they were all worried about getting theirs. Every single one of these kids. 
and it started trickling down to the good kids too. Then the good kids wanted to know like why they weren't getting theirs and they lost their t first two games. And you know what? We had a mass exodus. We lost five amazing, amazing players. And everyone thought, well, what in the world will they do? They're going to lose. They haven't lost since. Bye-bye now. You can get out of the bus. Bus driver will be pulling up to the light. They open up the door like this on a bus. And they say, get out and take your parents with you. Bye-bye. And they haven't lost since. And I had the boys over here. Uh, just last Thursday, and I made them all, I made all the linemen breakfast, the senior linemen, and I said to them, and I might have burnt the bacon, and I said to the boys, tell me what's your favorite part about this season so far versus last season, and here's these big giant linemen, and um, one of them said, it's fun, we like each other, and we sing. I'm like, you sing? And they're like, yeah, we like, we sing on the way to the games, on the way home. I'm like, Really? And Bre my husband goes, it's so weird. Like every, for the last like 10 years, kids usually they all put their headphones on and they all just like listen to rap. He's like, this team you'd think we're, you'd think it was like the cast of Glee. <laughs> but you guys, that's what happens when you get rid of a bad attitude because a bad attitude is a cancer. And good attitudes with decent talent will win a championship. But exceptional talent with bad attitudes will lose. Look at the records. Here's another way you'll know if you have a bad attitude. And it's showing. You think the worst of people. You assume most people have a negative ulterior motive. If that's the case, that's, a, that's an attitude issue. People with a positive attitude assume the best of others. They don't assume that they're coming from a place of negativity or evil. They assume that people are coming from a good place. And then they often are surprised when it happens time and time again. But in general, most people with a good attitude assume other people have a good attitude too. You know you have a bad attitude if regularly people have to talk you off the edge. Right? Like you're, you're like losing it again. And you have, you, and you, you're constantly on the phone with so and so saying, I just need to quit this job and this person's driving me crazy and I just need to leave this marriage and I can't believe so and so did such and such and I can't believe she's doing it again. And if, if you're constantly being talked off the edge, there's a very good chance that people, you're broadcasting to the world that you have a bad attitude. Now, I want you to ask yourself this question. Okay, be really, really honest. I want you to do some self-reflection. Okay, are, are you going to do this? Are you willing to do this? Okay, good. Here's what I want you to do. In your life, would you say that there's a history of some, at, at any given time, there's always someone that you can't stop obsessing about and that you're angry with and, it, and, and you, and you want to demonize them. You're like, yeah, now that I think about it, last year at this time it was so-and-so, or last month at this time, it was, yeah, the root of my, all bad things in my life are because of this person. Yeah, come to think of it, I do that. And I, I keep obsessing about this one person, like, man, if, if, I, if this person would just go away, or if they would just do things my way, or if they would just, you know, cut me some slack, or, and if, if you have a history of that, like, always, like, kind of, like, hanging your 
problems or your situation on like one person and obsessing about them, it's, that has a lot to do with your attitude because it's about you and people with, and I almost hate to call it a bad attitude. Let's call it an attitude that needs improving. You have an attitude that needs improving if it's about you and it's not about other people first, like taking care of other people. If it's not about taking care of other people, then you need, you have an attitude that needs some adjusting. Yeah. You know you have a bad attitude if what you call motivation sounds to other people like anger. That's an attitude that needs to be improved. If a lot of what you talk about is, you know, it's uplifting and you're trying to give people tips, but it really comes from a place of jealousy and you're pointing out other people's, how other people are not as good as you, that's an attitude that needs adjusting. Just saying. Okay, so what do we do about it? Help. What do we do about it? I've got tips for you. Okay, so I've got these phrases and I want you to write them down. Okay, now if you're listening to this and you're driving, then do me a favor, rewind it and write these down because they're gonna help. Attitude is a habit, that's all. And if it's a habit, that means it's a skill that can be improved. And any skill is something that all of us can improve, right? So it's not like something you have to be born with. And certainly there are people who are born with a good attitude and they're certainly our, our family, our environment, our, our job, our situation, our marital or romantic relationships, all of those things affect our attitude. But ultimately, it's the one thing other than your food that you can control. You can, you can actually control your attitude, but it is a habit. So let me give you some great suggestions and I want you to write these down because they're really going to help. Because someone asked me, Shalene, do you have bad days? And the answer to that is like, of course I do, but I actually have a lot of things that I say on repeat that pull me out of it. And I want to share them with you. So here they are. The first one is whenever something like major, majorly bad happens, I, I don't want it to be bad, you know, and I, and I don't want to think about it being bad, even if it's like majorly bad. I will say to myself immediately, okay, well, this is positive because this, this is good because, and I try not to take it. I try not to look at the negative and I try not to take it personal. Can I give you a very honest example of this? Maybe this is too personal. Hmm. I could get in trouble, but who cares? Okay, fine. I will. I was at a beach body last week. When you walk into headquarters, they have posters of all the trainers, right? And there's this real subliminal thing, you can probably see it when you log in, that the trainers that they want you to like think about are bigger and they're up front. And I've always been one of those trainers who's like bigger and up front and like in the center. And we walked in and I looked over at a poster, I'm like, oh no, I've gotten littler and I'm in the back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like in the back. And I was like, oh, I'm fading. I'm fading. And, I, and I thought, okay, that's okay, that's okay. I'll say, this is a positive because I want to be in control of my situation anyways. And I'm happy that most people honestly now think of me as a business and expert in business and personal development. So I'm like, okay. It's a good thing. It's a positive thing. 
And everybody else needs their moment to shine. Everybody else needs their moment in front. I mean, I'll never forget when Brett and I owned Powder Blue Productions and it came time when I, I just absolutely had to pull myself out of the videos and start developing other talent to be on camera. And the very first time we started putting out promotional pieces and collateral that didn't have my picture on it, I was like, this feels weird, this feels weird. And I just had to remind myself, okay, this is good. This is positive. So always remember, whenever you see something negative, find the positive, just look for it, like desperately look for it. Focus on the positive. Here's another phrase that I use. That's okay, I'll find a way. That's okay. I'll find a way. Write that down. That's okay. I'll find a way. Here's another one. You know what? It's no big deal. It is no big deal. We had some people here helping in the house. This is uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I had these beautiful, beautiful Waterford crystal chandelier um, candelabras from my great-grandma. They're beautiful. and But they don't match my decor or anything but they're beautiful and they're very sentimental. One of them got knocked off the table and smashed to smithereens. And my first instinct was like, a not because it felt sentimental and I was sad. But I thought to myself immediately, I'm like, that's okay, it's no big deal. They were a gift that meant a lot. They served me and I wanna thank them as I'm sweeping up these pieces of crystal. I wanna thank them for the love and the happiness that they gave me and what a beautiful gift it was when she gave it to me. But I, when I when I received that gift from her, that's when it served its purpose. And that's okay because they didn't match my decor anyways. And it was the the intention of the gift was received when she gave it to me. So you, you just have to immediately change and you just have to say, that's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Here's another phrase I use all the time. Whenever I get bad news, I immediately go, well, but the good news is... Like the other day, I woke up and I was really sick and I, and I had laryngitis. And I was supposed to be recording voiceovers for one of my academies. And so rather than waking up, I'm going, of all days, this is the day I get sick. I woke up and I said, well... The good news is I don't have to work today. I don't have to do anything because really my work is talking. So I'm like, oh, cool. I don't do anything today. That's kind of the good news. So ask yourself next time something bad happens. Well, the good news is, all right, next one. I always say this to myself. Well, there's got to be a solution. There has, there is some kind of a solution. There's something else we can do. No matter how bad it is, I also remind myself of this. Well, it can and it will get better. It can and it will get better. It will. And if you believe that it won't, it won't. <laughs> and if you believe that it will, it will. You know why? Because your attitude can move mountains. Your attitude will get you opportunities. Your attitude will attract the most amazing opportunities to you and the most amazing people. And your crappy attitude will continue to attract crappy things into your life. So get a better attitude. It's the most valuable thing that you have. It's more important than your talents. It's more important than your good looks. It's more important than the people that you know. It's more important than the car that you drive or the school that you went to. Your attitude is freaking everything. It determines your level of success. It determines how long you'll live. Did you know that? People with an, a bad attitude have a bad life and they die young. Two more things. That is whenever things don't go as I would like them to, I remember this. I got it good. I got it good. I got it good.
And then I start going through my blessings. Oftentimes it's people that upset us the most. I don't know why, but it is. Like when you're upset, when you're having a bad day, am I right that it's usually because of another person? It's not necessarily, I mean, like you can handle having a flat tire. You can deal with the fact that you're having a bad hair day. You can suck it up if money is tight this month. But when things really feel bad, it's because things are not going well between you and someone else, right? So whenever that happens, I try to remove that person from the picture, put them off to the side. Doesn't mean I have to get rid of them. They're still there. I obviously still have to deal with them. But then I stop focusing on them and I go, I got it good. I've got the most awesome friends in the world. And I can just call one of them right now and laugh my butt off. I have kids who don't do drugs. I have um, a husband who adores me and makes me the best cup of coffee every single day. I have a 14-year-old black lab who acts like he's a two-year-old puppy. I got it good. I got it good. I have a pre-lit Christmas tree and it's already up. I got it good. This person's upsetting me, but you know what? I got it good. So of all the bajillions of things I have to focus on, why am I focusing on this one negative? When I have a brand, I have brand new lip gloss and I have brand new waterproof mascara. Why am I letting this get me down? I've got it good. So just remind yourself that like the second you think of somebody negative, are you doing it right now? I want you to say to yourself, I got it good. I got it good. I am blessed. It's impossible to have a bad attitude and to feel blessed at the same time. You can't. Okay, so you've got to remember that the world isn't conspiring against you. And as your attitude improves, the world will conspire in your favor to have the most amazing things happen for you. You have to believe that. And when you believe it, it it does happen. People with a good attitude, if you ask them about their failures, they don't even believe, like they have a hard time framing something that they did that by other people's standards might be a failure. They have a hard time framing it as a failure because they honestly don't see it as a failure. I see my failures as phenomenal fodder for my next speech. Every time I fail, every embarrassing moment, everything that goes awry, I'm like, cool, I can use this to teach other people or this is a very funny story I'll be able to tell people. Your attitude is everything. So work on having a better attitude. Make sure that you are spending time with people who have good attitudes. And I know sometimes that's not up to you because sometimes they're in your own family. And it's funny how people with a really, really positive attitude tend to be like drawn to those with a negative attitude. I don't know why we just do that. But where you have choice, make me a promise that you will choose to spend time with people who get it. People are like, this is no big deal. It's no big deal. You can get, you got it good. Look on the bright side. Be positive. Hang out with those people. Do not hang out with people who are like, I know. Like, yeah, I know. We should, everybody hates it. Like, don't hang out with those people. Okay? Kick them out of your car. Oh, oh, actually, you wanted to see if we could get together this week? I would love to. Unfortunately, I have plans. Shoot. Yeah. And get to him. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Don't let downers steal your joy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Shaleen Show. I'd like to invite you to attend a free webinar. This webinar has been designed specifically for people like you and I who sometimes struggle with self-doubt or confidence in certain situations. 
I've struggled with this and I've overcome. And I've taught hundreds of thousands of people how to do the same. I'd like to invite you to join me on this free webinar. To sign up for my next free training, please go to CourageousConfidenceClub.com.